0: Today's show is uh, brought to you by Spooky Dude and Spooky Dude Industries. For all of your spooky, take-over-the-world kind of needs, Spooky Dude. Now, here's the podcast.
1: You're listening to The Best of the Glenn Beck Programme.
0: I was trending last night. Uh-oh. That's always a good sign. You're usually trending. Me- usually means you're dead. Yeah, was I <laughs> trending was I trending nationally or globally? I don't know the answer to that. I hope it was globally. It it it, 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 it looks uh, if if it's global it looks like a silhouette of me. Round. <laughs> um <laughs> it was national uh, trending last night mm-hmm. uh, because I am such an anti-semite. Because I uh, I have used, of course, the old anti Semitic trope of the puppet master. <laughs> and we all know what that means because I mean do I need to say it Geppetto? He had to be Jewish, I'm sure. Really? I don't is that true? I don't I've never He had to be. Right? He I... was a puppet guy. Geppetto. Look at him. Hmm. Because because he, I, he's wearing an apron. See, I, I uh, Did you not watch Fiddler on the Roof? The I've guy had to. the apron, was a sewing machine mm-hmm. guy. <sighs> it's so clear. Anyway, so uh, Puppet Master is, of course, an old anti-Semitic trope, and that's what I was doing, trying to get one past the left. Grr! If it wasn't for those crazy kids and that stupid dog, I would have gotten away with it.
1: It's interesting because... I guess the criticism here yeah. is that you cannot criticize someone who is Jewish for throwing their money around and controlling politics. You can't do that. Can't. You can't. Now, again, it's no. not all Jewish people. Uh, a- Anti-Semites despise you. The alt-right attacks you all the time. Yeah. But uh, you can't criticize even one person who is Jewish. Now, it's fascinating because I can. I seem to remember you winning The Defender of Israel Award. Uh Okay, uh you do remember uh that. Which it would be a weird thing for an anti Semite to win. (laughs) It would be. It would be. But
0: stranger things have happened.
1: Right, exactly. Stranger things have happened. Maybe it was a mistake. And maybe it was a mistake made by the person uh, who was associated with that award, and I believe it's named after Sheldon Adelson, who happens to be a Republican Jewish billionaire (laughs) that the left continually criticizes and claims is in control of all politics because he's rich and, I guess, Jewish. <laughs> I, I, is that what happens? You are making... it's Yes. And you know what? Yeah. It is perfectly fine to criticize one individual for their activities in politics. And you know what? The left absolutely knows that because they do it with people like Sheldon Adelson all the time. However, when it happens to be George Soros, a person who donated a million dollars to the organization specifically to fight you—we're talking about Media Matters, by the Uh, way—a
0: million dollars specifically to fight you. Yeah, they opened a 24-hour war room. Right. On me, twenty four hours. They like, did a press conference about it, dude. Th- there's, there's nothing you can learn about me. You know, you got, you're gonna open that for one day, and then you're like, I'm out. Yeah, He's oh, awful. He's boring. I'll, I'll tell you all the facts you need to know. <laughs> and,
1: and for some reason, like this, I, it, like it is, it's a, it is the use of the same tactic that happens. Uh, with, whether it's African-Americans or, or uh, people who are gay or women, right? Like whatever cri- whatever individual's policies you criticize, they just make it into, well, what group are they in? Uh, oh, it's a woman. He doesn't like women. It's like such a pathetic, pathetic tactic that not only – it's not just Media Matters it does. It's the entire left.
0: Yeah, they have you know, absolutely no arguments. Let me just say this directly to George Soros. Dun-dun-dun. Done. spooky dude i am back <laughs> yes and i will expose you <laughs> i will stand against you every step of the way <laughs> now mr soros let me just translate that into something that you can hear george it's about time for you to take your medicine and i'm here to deliver it to you okay just nod if you understand you got a little drool and spittle there in your mouth (laughs) we'll have somebody come and wipe that off but you're a really scary guy but i'm gonna deliver some medicine so we can heal the world oh we are the world we are the children we should write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Okay. We are the world. We That's are good. the world. Should... I'll work on that. Okay? Maybe we'll have something when I come back from the holidays. Mr. Soros! I know it's about time for your nappy nap. But we're not afraid of you. Yes, the rest of the world is. But should I die? Should I die in the in the... In defense of liberty, and in pursuit of spooky dude, I would take it as a great honor. As long as everybody remembers, I'm not suicidal. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what Jeffrey Epstein said, too. I generally don't walk in front of buses. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, I don't believe in, like, crazy, oh my gosh, Uh, (laughs) and he tied himself to the bed, and then his house burned down, okay? Okay. As long as everybody remembers that. How much Kool-Aid do you drink? None. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) None. Okay. Uh, As long as everybody remembers that, I am fine. I am so not afraid. It's not 2009 anymore, George. It's not. You used to be scary, because in 2009, you could shut our voices completely down, and it was scary. (laughs) And people in 2009 used to believe these things, like, oh my gosh, he's just going after him because he's an anti-Semite. It's not like that anymore, George. Uh Uh-uh. We ain't buying it anymore. Aw, look who's sad, little boogie dude. I have returned. And vengeance will be mine. <laughs> or God's. But I'm going to watch it while vengeance happens.
1: Is there a time where a new argument comes up? No. Nope. Like, do they try anything nope. else? Just say, like, every time you criticize someone, it's because of some characteristic that has nothing to do with the criticism.
0: No. It's because Spooky Dude is still living in the past. And he's like, just tell them it's <laughs> he's an anti
1: I just I, I'm amazed by the intellectual laziness oh, I know.
0: that is just just permeates here. Now you know what, and 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 the press. This is remember when I said we've got to get out of here because this whole place is going to burn down. Do you remember that? <laughs> Meaning New York City or just- <laughs> no? The the media. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to get out of the media because mm-hmm. this thing is going to burn itself down. I believe that the impeachment hearings who will end up being an accelerant. Uh, and so when the media burns itself to the ground, uh, there will be some fire chief who will say, uh, we think there was some sort of an accelerant uh, that was poured on this uh, this institution at some point. And I will be there to say, yes, it was lies. What is happening right now with the impeachment and hearing is crazy the media coming out and saying this is an open and shut case this is so remarkably simple you look you had all of these people and they all say exactly the same thing well yeah Uh uh-huh we knew that and the reason why there's not anybody else saying the other side is because the republicans aren't allowed to tell the story if you if you say it's a conspiracy theory, theory. It, 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 you know, it's just an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Well, then uh, I can't make that case because I got stacks of documents stacks. and none of them have anything
1: to do with anti-Semitism. No, um, they no. have to do with government documents signed. And,
0: and look, you oh, know, he, we have the document. We should just read it today. Would that scare you, George? Would you not like that leaked document that you wrote coming out? maybe we should read it to the yeah, american yeah, people we should read it uh it, it's a it's a leaked document that he penned himself to the state department and it's basically how to take over the world how we can flip this country and then Use it for our own benefit. And just to be clear, what you're
1: saying is you think Jews are trying to take over the world. You just said it. Oh my gosh. No. Oh my no, gosh. No. I didn't say I was. Semi-hero. I was
0: saying that Jews are all bad, no matter what they do. We wouldn't have such a Jewish problem if there weren't so many Jews. You know that kind of thing, right?
1: You. It's <laughs> one guy mm-hmm. who has a very pronounced worldview. Mm-hmm. It has zero percent to do with him being Jewish. No. He just really likes power and really thinks the world should be shaped in the way that he particularly believes. And look, everybody wants to rule the world. Tears for Fears wrote a song about it. Yeah. Okay. George Soros just happens to have a lot of money and is trying to do, use that money to make these things change. By the way, so is Bill Gates. He's going about it a completely different way. So in, so are the Koch brothers. They were going about it in a very different way. Right? Like people use their money to try to make the world a better place.
0: I'm sure Soros believes that if he was just running everything, everything would be great. Yes. But that doesn't mean we have to accept his vision. And I want you to know, and I mean this sincerely. I mean, you know my record, I'm not even going to defend. I'm I'm going to I might even I might even dance in the music of the spheres. Dance. Among the Media Matters uh, tweets about how anti-Semitic I am. Because I don't care. If you if you want to know, there is one category that Mr. Soros uh, slips into. And I will tell you, I'm against all of these people. And yes, I said it, these people. Uh-oh. And you know who those people are? Sociopaths. He is a sociopath or perhaps a psychopath that enjoys these little revolution things that they uh, like to play around with people. And, the uh, and, uh, sometimes, you know, it doesn't work out, but it's fun. That's a quote. The guy's a sociopath. He does not care about people. And that's the group I put him in. By the way, just, I feel like it's a good time.
1: Uh, completely unrelated, uh, Come sail away dot com. Uh, we're going to be having a cruise through history uh, coming up here in a few months where we're going to be taking a cruise uh, which ends uh-huh. up in Israel and has a special event with historical tours throughout history uh, throughout Israel, including Rabbi Daniel Lappin, who will be joining us uh, to help give the historical perspective but he's not Jewish is he? I no. doubt it. Why would you say that, Rabbi Daniel Lapin? Sounds American. Okay, because uh, if, uh, if I American selected Christian. a Jew mm-hmm.
0: to be on this thing to give a tour of Israel, <laughs> holy <laughs> cow, that was a mistake. <laughs> it's
1: unbe- it's I, unbelievable. I, oh, it's the same old nonsense.
0: Yeah, it is, and nobody cares. Yeah. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Legend. His name is known the world around. That name is Ernest Hemingway. But we have Bill O'Reilly with us today. Hello, Bill. How are you?
2: Mandak, I thought you were really going (laughs) to give your audience a dose of reality. Yeah, yeah. You know, but no, 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 no. So
0: I cannot wait to hear your take on what's going on with the media and the impeachment of the Democrats. So go, Bill, go.
2: All right. Okay. And you stop me when uh, you're curious or when you want to challenge because I I have a lot. All right. Go, 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 go. All right, the good news this week, yes. there are two. It's over, like a dental appointment. It's done. We don't have to deal with this. Um, and when wait, I say wait, wait. that— Aren't
0: they calling more after the holidays? I don't think so. I think it's done. Does I think it? they're going to
2: vote for articles of impeachment. And uh, it doesn't matter who they call anymore anyway, because the nets aren't going to take it. I don't know if the cables will take it. Nobody watching. And then you're going to have, on the 9th, the uh, Justice Department coming out with their um, bombshell about FBI corruption. Okay,
0: hang on, hang on. Before you go on to the bombshell, I just yeah. have to say, please don't say bombshell, because everyone has said this has I been bombshell. I was mocking it back. Okay, I was mocking all right, all right, it. all right. Okay.
2: All right, so that's one piece of good news. The other piece of good news came in this morning when uh, all the polls say Americans don't want uh, the president removed. They, they don't buy any of this, and uh, that is across the board, by the way, not just Republicans. So um, those are two pieces of good news. The bad news is that the country is being damaged big time. in a in a very big way. And and Americans shouldn't understand this. Most people are working and raising their family are not sitting there watching this stuff on uh, TV. But while this is all happening, we have vexing problems here, big problems, that aren't even being addressed and aren't even being looked at. And now you have Thanksgiving, then you have Christmas. I mean, by the time these pinheads in Washington get back, then they're going to, if this trial happens, then it's going to be two or three months of trial. I mean, nothing gets done.
0: Well, beyond that, I mean, they're just just—they're giving another blanket uh, budget uh, over this. No, I was this... going to say
2: that, back. Yeah. You're right. right. You're right. I mean, record spending on under Trump, more than Barack Obama. I mean, and and this is a this is something that's going to affect every single one of us. Yep. If this debt thing goes back into the economy and it crashes, now nobody's predicting that in the short term, but certainly in the long term. So w- the way I see this is that. The Republicans and the Trump administration believe that they won, uh, even though impeachment is damaging to Donald Trump personally. And so now they're saying, all right, we want that trial because in the trial, they can call Hunter Biden. They can call the whistleblower. All right. Now, all of that will be litigated. Democrats aren't going to come up, but they can call Adam Schiff. They can call all these people into the trial. This is why Donald Trump went on Fox and Friends this morning and says, yeah, hey, bring it on. I want that trial. Because you can imagine all right, what the Republican senators are going to do to Hunter Biden and what they're going to do to, uh, to Schiff and what they're going to do to the whistleblower. Um, did the blaze out the whistleblower as
0: BillOReilly.com did? Did you Yo, guys do it? Yeah, we've been doing it for weeks okay, and then. weeks. Yeah. So
2: if anybody wants to know who the whistleblower is and what his background is, go to the blaze or go to BillOReilly.com because we don't play that game Um, If we believe there's corruption, and I think you're simpatico with me, Uh Um, we're not going to say, oh, I'm protecting a corrupt guy. That's not going to happen. And I believe that this was just like the Kavanaugh situation, organized, contrived, uh, and this guy was what they call run. R-U-N. He was run. Okay. so. That's where we are. The uh, Trump people, the Republicans, they think they won this. They want the trial now in the Senate to blow up the entire Democratic Party before the election starts. Further questions, Beck?
0: Uh, No. What did you think of um, uh, Fiona Hill? Oh, Fiona Hill. I have all her albums. (laughs) Do you? Yeah, Yeah, that's Fiona Apple. Oh. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I love her. I
2: love Fiona Hill. No, she's. Okay, so Fiona Hill is the biggest phony on the planet um uh, she doesn't want to give uh weapons to ukraine when uh putin is actually seizing their territory mm-hmm. but then suddenly and magically she wants to give them weapons and trump is holding it up
0: you know what's really oh weird God. is she she wrote that in a uh, a washington post op ed yeah, 2015 right yeah. and where she's yeah. saying we can't give weapons to yeah, these people no. right can't do it uh by the way right. in case you don't know she Also worked for uh, George Soros as a project advisory uh, person, uh, Open Society Institute, but only for six years, 2000 to 2006.
2: Can you dispel a rumor for me, Beck? Yeah. All right, that you and Soros are going to the Club Med in Cancun. Okay, don't say that.
0: We have this thing, this perfect cover going on. I read it on the Internet. I read it.
2: Um, Anyway, look. Um, I, I just discounted that. I mean, after after the ambassador, the EU ambassador, who I, I believe what he said. Mm-hmm. I, I believe uh, what Gordon said. Um, but he didn't. There's no perspective to this because, as we discussed last week on your fine program, um, I wrote about this in the United States of Trump, and I talked to the president way before any of the phone call or any of this stuff happened, way before any of this. And he said to me, I'm going to expose the Obama administration for corruption in the 2016 election. And that's what the call to Ukraine was. Do me a favor. Tell me what happened there. If Biden was corrupt, I want to know it. Okay? That's what it's all about.
0: It's what it's always been about. It's always, it's it's been,
2: always about. been that. Yeah. It's not about holding up aid. It's about Trump saying to the new president, please help us out. But if you say no, there are going to be foreign policy recriminations. It didn't have anything to do with the election. Trump versus Biden. It has everything to do with Trump's obsession. And that is the word. With crushing Barack Obama uh, and his administration.
0: Yeah. But let's let's look at this. Um, If. If. You have Rudy Giuliani as a personal lawyer. They're trying to say, he was running a shadow operation. No, he wasn't.
2: No, he was doing what Trump told him to do. Which was? Giuliani is a mistake. All right? Giuliani is a mistake. He is not the guy that you want representing you in public. Now, in private,
0: maybe he's the most
2: brilliant guy in the world. I don't know.
0: Well, Giuliani used to be very buttoned up. I had Giuliani on uh the show this this week and uh he was his his old self. He was the you know, the mayor of New York, the guy that put the the crime yeah. families behind bar. He was very well spoken, he was tempered uh and and I think he just gets so frustrated by all of the lies and deceptions and and the the dismissiveness of the uh, of, of the media when they have no facts no facts he's okay, saying facts hey this is his, what's his, going his, on you
2: so don't really matter
0: anymore and i think julia juliani may be
2: indicted um you know for uh, a bunch of technical laws that he may have violated by going overseas and doing certain things they're certainly after him
0: um, right but hang on just a second if he's going over there uh if he's going over there and he is trying to find what really happened uh, with the DNC during the election, doesn't the president have a right to have his Certainly attorney does. over there?
2: And that'll be the defense. Right. But we don't know what the strong-arm tactics were. We don't know what happened and what was said. And I think Giuliani representing Donald Trump is a mistake. And I've said that for many, many, uh, not years, but months. Yeah. I just don't think he's the right guy. You need uh, a more uh, deliberate guy yeah, I agree. Than, than him.
0: I agree. I agree. I agree.
2: Now, there is a huge story, and I know you have to take a break and all that, but I want to get to the Democratic debate, and the fix was in, Beck. The fix was in, and I'm the only one who broke this story. I have the story. I want to tell you and your audience about it, and it has to do with with Donald Trump somewhat, but it it centers around Joe Biden.
0: Bill O'Reilly, tell me about the, the setup. I mean, nobody... Nobody watched the debate. We were so uh, we, we were on so many other things that were of so much more importance yesterday and it was the first time in my career that I felt, you know what we don't even have to mention that. Nobody's watching this.
2: Correct. Um, it's boring and most people don't understand what the crime is or the misdemeanor. no no
0: no 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 I mean the debate. Oh, you're talking about? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the debate. The debate. All right, now on
2: uh, the debate was uh, Wednesday, right? Yep. Okay. On Tuesday, I told all the legions who uh, watch me on BillO'Reilly.com the fix is in, and here's the fix. So Biden is taking it on the chin over Ukraine. Correct? We mm-hmm. all correct. Yes. Okay. Big scandal story. His son got millions of dollars from this corrupt government. Uh, he went over there as vice president, threatened Ukraine, um, and they dropped any kind of investigation into his son's company. That's huge. That's a big story. Everybody can understand the story. All right, so there come, here comes Biden in the middle of the impeachment week, trotting out uh, on the stage in Atlanta, Georgia. And he got four moderators, all Democrats, three NBC people, uh, and one Washington Post person, all women. Now, I knew none of those women were going to ask Joe Biden anything about Hunter Biden. All right. Now, were they instructed not to ask Biden? I don't know. But I assume the topic had to come up in their debate prep. Wouldn't you assume that, Beck?
0: <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. would.
2: Yeah. How do we handle this? Okay. So none of them. Again, this is The Washington Post and NBC News. However, Biden remains the front-runner. You would think that the people who want to beat him on the stage, the Democratic candidates, would just take him to the cleaners over this. Would
0: Mm -hmm. you not? Would you not? Yes, unless you believe that the Democratic Party holds a stranglehold on anyone on that stage. Aha! 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 What are we all hawing?
2: So, word went out to all the candidates... Um, let's stay away from this. So then the logical question is, well, what if one of them said, no, I don't think so. I'm an honest person, and I want to ask him because I don't think this is right. I I don't think what he did was right. And it wasn't. Nobody can justify what he did, even though he tries. Um, But if you do that, you will never be nominated by the Democratic Party for anything. You will not get support, Logistics, finances, you will be a pariah. Now, people need to understand how these political parties work. They have a high-class donor list, people who donate millions of dollars to them. It's all centered around the Republican and Democratic National Committees, which are based in Washington. They put up the conventions. They put up all of the stuff. They collect the money. So you can give unlimited money to political parties. You can't to political candidates. There's a cap. So every Democrat on that stage knew if they defied the will of the Democratic Party and asked Biden about Ukraine, embarrassing him, they're out. That's why it didn't happen. And the American people should know that. The media will not report it, as I just did. All right. But they should know it because this is part of the corrupt political system that we have in America.
0: Tell me what your thoughts are on Tulsi Gabbard and, and how they're treating love, her. Love her. I love Tulsi.
2: Um, I don't agree with anything Tulsi says, I except agree. the surf is good in Hawaii. I do agree with that.
0: All right? uh, and America is a good country. Okay. But Tulsi is one of these um,
2: kind of outliers, as Malcolm uh, Gladwell once wrote. And she floats, and she says to herself, you know, I'm never going to be elected president, and I'm never going to be elected senator. I'm always going to be a congressperson. I'm not making any money, but now I can run for president and get a book contract and get famous. So she does. Now, she despises the Democratic infrastructure. You can just tell. Oh, yeah. She hates them. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Which is why she would have been the one to go after Biden. But even Tulsi said, you know, it's not worth
0: it. Um, well, they turned but, on her in the debate and called uh, her a Russian course. operative again. Well, that
2: was not that Biden. was a really that was one of the few interesting parts of that unbelievably boring debate. Because um, Harris, Kamala Harris, is she unlikable or is, is it me or is she just really unlikable?
0: <laughs> Democratic voters seem to agree with you, Bill. Yeah. No, but how about you guys? I thought she was likable at first. I don't think she's likable. She's very. F- I mean, yeah. the
2: way she went after Gabbard with no facts to back it up. Um, Gabbard's entitled to her opinion. If she feels that something's wrong in either party, she's entitled to go and say it. Yes, That's what we want honest politicians. And for Harris to get up there and smash her for not being a team player to actually criticize the Democratic Party and then associate her with Russia, whatever crazy thing, without any facts. This is the same woman who denied uh, Kavanaugh due process. This is the same woman who, every time there's a controversy against someone she doesn't like, convicts that person without knowing anything about it. Correct. All and- right, she is a dangerous person, and I just think, I was watching her going, I don't even care what Tulsi did. I like her better than you a lot more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you trace this back to the bill, this goes back to the first Kamala versus Biden thing where Kamala had that big moment. She went up to 14, 15 percent, came into that next debate with a chance to really like become a front runner. And Tulsi took her out in that debate. And ever since then, they have been completely like okay. at each other's throats.
0: And Kamala seems to still want to come back at Tulsi. And, and, and Stu and I have been talking for a while about if it's Biden, was Tulsi doing the work for she was. Joe Biden to be able to take the enemies uh, Joe Biden out? She's just angling for a VP role. Or Secretary of Defense. I think she wants Secretary of Defense. Yeah.
2: Well, th- none of that's going to happen. All right, none of it. Um, I can tell you that the, the Biden um, has got to, if he gets the nomination, he's not really in control. This is what I want to get everybody, you know. Trump runs his own operation for good or for bad. All right, nobody is telling Trump what to do <laughs> that's, uh, or that's, who not to fire. That's or who to, crystal I, clear. Nobody. And by the way, I'm interviewing Donald Trump uh, Monday morning. Mm. for all of our affiliates on the O'Reilly Update radio, first radio interview he's ever done to mm. this extent. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the uh, Biden is going to do what he's told by the DNC, um, and he'll put a minority on the ticket with him, but it's going to be somebody who can't upstage Joe Biden. All right? It, so... It's not going to be a Sarah Palin like like McCain made that gamble. that I really I'm so boring. I need a, a somebody who's flamboyant. <laughs> Biden's not going to do that. He's going to do what he's told to do.
0: And who do you think it'll be if he gets the nomination? George Soros. Wow, wow. there it is. Wow. You heard it second, here first. And are you are you for that or against that? Uh, Anti-Semite, I'm- you didn't have the answer right away. My gosh, look at the anti-Semitism <laughs> there. All right, I want to go back to the impeachment with Mr. Bill O'Reilly since it's, it's a Friday. Bill, um, what do you think the the real ramification in the end, by the time we make it to the election, what is going to be the consequence to either side for what we're going through right now and what we're about to go through in the Senate?
2: Very little. I think people, um, the Senate dog and pony show uh, might blow up a little bit, um, but this time next year, uh, we'll have a new president, and I don't think impeachment is going to be one of the factors about people casting their ballot. What will be is the Justice Department's uh, massive criminal investigation into alleged illegal activity in the 2016 election. Now, that will come out probably in May or June, before the conventions. That is going
0: to be enormous. Now, will that include the charges uh, on Ukraine?
2: Yeah, it could. It could, certainly, because uh, Attorney General Barr, as you may have noticed, went to Italy um, about a month ago with the top investigator, John Durham, Now, they weren't going, um, you know, to see the uh, Colosseum in Rome. They were going to interview people at a very, very high level. So that shows you that this is an international investigation. Um, And it has to be, because money was flowing all over the place from uh, Europe, Eastern Europe, into various uh, places in the USA to influence the election. So it's a comprehensive investigation, and you don't want to speculate about it because I don't know anything about it. Right. But it starts December ninth, a week from Monday.
0: All right. So tell when, me about that because this is the this is the report from uh the Inspector General Horowitz. Michael Horowitz that has right. been we've been waiting for this and it's forever. been rumored to come forever.
2: Right. So Horowitz is a bureaucrat who whose main um um, goal in life is C Y A. Remember the Village People song? CYA? No, that was
0: no, that was Y M C A.
2: Oh, all right. Yeah, they didn't. So really that cover doesn't change ass, but... my point. Um, Horowitz is C Y A. All right, that's how he survived all these decades in the federal government. Uh-huh. So you, you're not going to get a bomb thrower here. What you will get, though, is a headline. And we already have a leak, and it's a felony to leak anything that Horowitz has, because he, he's, he's got top secret on his, uh, on his report. But we already have a leak to CNN, so I've got to be careful here. Um, and that says that an FBI agent falsified um, data on a FISA warrant. That's a big-time felony. And that FISA warrant was used to get surveillance on Carter Page of the, Obama, of the uh, Trump campaign. So that looks like the headline. Now, whoever the FBI agent is is going to be named, and he's going to be arrested. And then he'll flip, all right, because he has to, unless he wants to spend 25 years in federal prison. And once he flips and starts telling Durham, hey, this is who ordered me to do it. This is who knew about it. Um, This was a plan to subvert the Trump campaign to get him out of there. Then all the dominoes fall. That's how it's done.
0: So I've never seen anything in my lifetime, Bill, this unfair uh, as, as this impeachment hearing has been. It's, Excellent point. It is, I've, I've never seen but anything. It's a
2: bigger point than this. It's a bigger point than the impeachment hearing. So what? as your audience heard me say in the first half hour, the fix was in on Joe Biden. That's a very important story, a very big story that you'll never see reported. Here's the second big story on the Glenn Beck program today. This whole thing wasn't driven by Nancy Pelosi or even Adam Schiff. It was driven by the New York Times, Washington Post, NBC News, and CNN, Mm -hmm. who from the very beginning, as you read extensively in the United States of Trump, all right, said, we're going to get this guy. Just like they said, we're going to get Glenn Beck. Just like they said, we're going to get Bill O'Reilly. We're going to get this guy, Trump, and we're going to use all of our power to get him. And we're never going to give him a break, and we're never going to report honestly on him, and we're never going to tell the American people the truth about if he does anything good, ever. We're going to get him out and show everyone that the real power in the United States is the media. Okay. They then, that was the Mueller report. It was hysterical. The bombshell. The bombshell. It's a Russian collusion. Trump's a Russian agent. Now, up oh, didn't work. Okay. Now impeachment. This is Ukraine. Died, blah, 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 blah. Now, when you have multi-billion-dollar corporations aligned against a sitting president of the United States, which is the case here, Disney, ABC, Comcast, NBC, all right, CBS, CNN, AT&T, When you have all of that power and money aligned against a president, a president who can't keep his mouth shut or his thumb off the tweet, when you have that situation, you're going to have chaos and corruption every single day. And that is what we are seeing.
0: Bill, does the media pay a high price in the end for this? Yes. Another very
2: astute question, no, Oh, What's the what matter with you me. today?
0: I know. All right. I'm actually a yes
2: AI that if CNN is a good example, and the New York Times is second. CNN's ratings, no matter what they do, are horrible. I see the ratings every day. So if they're lucky if they get a million people watching their primetime programming, all right? Even this week. Even this week. And MSNBC's debate was a disaster. Six million people watched it. Ridiculous. Okay, they're never coming back. So even if Trump loses and is the Democratic president, everyone will know that CNN and MSNBC are not honest organizations. Fox News has gotten hurt because Fox News now sends mixed messages. Mm-hmm. And the reason they send it is because Donald Trump attacked some of the Fox News people personally. And when you do that, human beings attack back. So that... Fox News is not, is, is directionless. Directionless is the best word. The New York Times and the Washington Post, it's absurd. I mean, what conservative or traditional America American would ever read that paper and believe anything in it? What, who, who would do that? So all of this media, they can't come back from this. And it's balkanized, and now people are just saying, you know, I don't care anymore about it. We can't believe it. I'll watch a little local news, get the weather, and then I'll go on the net and go into places that, you know, like the Blaze or BillOReilly.com that I trust. And that's it. Good night. And that's what's happening.
0: All right. I want to give you a very controversial uh, question. You don't have to answer it if you, if you don't want to. But today, I ordered my Tesla Cybertruck. Have you seen it? <laughs> And what's your opinion of it?
2: I like the concept of the uh, plug-in electric vehicles. Yeah, I like that concept.
0: Have you seen okay. the Cybertruck yet?
2: I, I haven't seen the truck. I have a toy Tesla Cybertruck <laughs> that
0: I play with. <laughs> I push it around on a carpet. It is, one um, of the, it is one of the ugliest trucks I've ever seen in my why, life.
2: Why, then, did you order it
0: then? Because it's one of the ugliest trucks I've ever seen. I think right. this thing is so... So futuristic, cutting edge. I mean, I'm a guy who bought a DeLorean, uh, and uh, and you know, you just—it's one of these things that you just could put up on a shelf, and you'd be like, "Look at that thing! Look at Did, that!"
2: Do you have it? Did they deliver it?
0: No, no, no. They don't. Uh, they're not delivered until I believe 2021, 2022. Ah, oh, yeah.
2: Gun rack in the back.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, okay, it, it 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 looks right. like it came right out of Blade Runner. I mean, it looks uh-huh. like a movie futuristic, dystopian kind of truck. It's very, very odd-looking and very polarizing. Um,
2: very exciting, back. You know, I know, it really is uh, yeah. that you have that truck. Can I have a ride when I go out and see
0: you? Uh, if you have another truck, sure. Not with no, me. No, no, I want to no ride with you in your truck. No room, unless you want to sit in the back with my dog. No room. <laughs> yeah. You just sit I'll sit in,
2: the, in the, what do they call it, the cargo hold with the dogs in the back, the flatbed, That's right?
0: Cargo hold. That's usually what they call the back of the uh, of the... Yeah, I'll sit Flat there with, the
2: do- with your dogs. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, and and people, this is what people don't know. Beck has electric dogs.
0: You I do. You plug them I in a bar. I do. And they go for 500 miles, which is great. Uh, thank you so much, Bill. God bless. Uh, BillOReilly.com. That's BillOReilly.com is where you can uh, get his book, listen to his podcast, uh, and follow Bill. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, it's Glenn. And if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Can I tell you something? I uh, my Honestly, my eyes uh, were shooting blood yesterday with Fiona Hill. And I I had to say to you yesterday, I can't watch this anymore. No, you did. You lost it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I also told you that I didn't have uh, Fiona on the uh, chalkboard anywhere. And I want to explain today, now that I'm a little less passionate, the reason why I don't is because uh, the lines going everywhere. Once we add her, the chalkboard just becomes one giant dot. Okay? For starters... Right when the whole Russia scaremongering started, she launched the opening narrative when she wrote an article for Vox. Now, consider at the exact same time she knew of things going on behind the scenes to try to paint this fake reality, and she acted like a nonpartisan bystander using the press as cover. Uh, By the way, she also worked for George Soros between 2000 and 2006, but, you know, no big deal. She was... um, she claims uh in her testimony that she was very concerned about holding uh aid by Donald Trump if they, if you hold this aid it's dangerous for the ukraine it sends all the wrong messages it is just so horrible why would he do it it's all we all agree on this eh, well she wrote an op-ed for the washington post in 2015 arguing against military aid for the ukraine hmm. oh by the way her book was endorsed by none other than joe biden uh her lawyer is a lawyer with Vinman, uh and the same lawyer for Barisma, and the same one where hunter biden worked but you know that's it oh they also represent uh, harvey weinstein but why worry about that? She also worked with Christopher Steele. Isn't that weird? Uh, I mean, it's crazy. Now, you know, I don't think anybody's really going to care about all of this stuff. There's one more thing. One more thing. You know the whistleblower? She was asked uh, during the hearing, um, who was working under you at the um, NSC in the spring of summer of uh, 2017? She was like, um, gosh, I don't remember his name. I I don't remember who's working under me. Um, I don't remember his name. I do. It's, uh, Eric Charamella. Oh, he's the whistleblower. Oh, my gosh.
1: Don't reveal the whistleblower's name, Glenn.
0: Okay. You could say Eric Charabella, but you can't uh, reveal the whistleblower's name. Okay, okay, okay. Now, the other one that I would like to talk about is is George Kent. Now, George Kent, as the Washington Post uh, points out, was trying to turn what I believe is um, conspiracy fact back into conspiracy theory. Okay, he's like the guy who's like in the alchemist room and is like, if we could, okay, we just did that with gold. If we could just turn it back to lead. He wanted, he was sent in to debunk two points of the GOP's case. He said there was, quote, no factual basis that Ukraine intervened in the 2016 election. Uh, That's weird. Uh, Because even the New York Times reported that, you know, back in the day. A Ukrainian court had already ruled that two Ukrainian officials did meddle in the election. Uh, Yeah, 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 they were convicted. Did I mention that? The other thing that he was sent in to debunk, uh, he was wished in to squash the allegation that Ambassador Yovanovitch provided a do not prosecute list to the Ukrainian prosecutor general. That is, that is absolute crazy talk. Well, why would he possibly, possibly say anything like that? He said, quote, I adamantly reject the allegations. I have every reason to believe that that's not true. We wouldn't do something like that. Now, the Democrats in State Department have been terrified of this. They've straight up lied. They have claimed the allegation was later recanted, which we proved was not. They sent in Yovanovitch to make a public denial. We don't do that. That's crazy. That's a conspiracy. And they tapped Kent to come in and say, that's a bunch of bunk. Now, I wouldn't want the American people to know that either. I wouldn't want to, the American embassy to be known as protecting George Soros and, and, and uh, Joe Biden's family. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want Americans to know what was really going on in 2016 and that all of this was just a cover up. So I guess I would do the same. Well, I wouldn't have done what they did in the first place. But if I was nefarious, I guess I would send somebody in. But I would make sure they had a lot of credibility and they knew all about this. Well, that's interesting because that's who they sent in, George Kent. I need somebody that can bluntly say there was no policy of telling Ukraine who they couldn't or could investigate, because we wouldn't do that. Well, we know already that two Ukrainian prosecutor generals both corroborate each other, saying that the U.S. State Department didn't want them investigating George Soros' uh, NGO and Burisma. They both reported the same thing. They also claimed that billions of dollars of funding had been misallocated and that the George Soros NGO was involved. Remember the missing money? So George Kent denies all of this. He denies that anyone in the State Department was pressuring Ukraine to drop any investigations. You know the crazy thing? The crazy thing, when you write a letter, it's forever. When you write something as an official, you have to save it. And if there's some scooby kids driving in their mystery van and they know about FOIA requests, they can get evidence that you wrote a letter. Well, here's the letter that Kent sent on April 4th, 2016. Now take note, this is days after Joe Biden had previously had the prosecutor fired for investigating Biden and the Soros NGO. Now in the first page of the letter, Kent is basically saying don't worry, in fact he is. I'm quoting, "Don't worry about those misallocated funds. Don't worry about those misallocated funds? Really? We don't care?" He talks about how they went to George Soros's NGO and they're perfectly comfortable the United States government is perfectly comfortable on how those funds were, were spent. Okay, all right. Then for a, a page and a half, uh, after that page and a half, on page two, he mentions a familiar organization. Now see if anything pops out here. The investigation into the actions of the Anti-Corruption Action Center. That's that's known as the investigation into the actions of George Soros's funded NGO that we're working with as the United States government to steal your country. And he said the State Department was gravely concerned about that investigation. Gravely concerned about that investigation? Really? I thought there wasn't an investigation. I thought there was no way the State Department would ever say that you shouldn't investigate something, because we just don't do that. Huh. So did Kent forget he wrote this letter? Should somebody refresh his memory? GOP! Should somebody re- refresh his memory on that, or is the guy just straight up lying? He, he himself, the Grinch, was pressuring Ukraine... Over who they could and could not investigate. Because there is an unofficial shadow policy for every diplomat working in Ukraine. That policy is called Civil Society 2.0. George Soros is responsible for that policy. And you can call me anti-Semitic. I was trending. I was so important last night. I was trending, I hear. I didn't even notice it until this morning. I don't really care or follow that crap. But apparently I was trending last night as an anti-Semite. I can't, I can't even pay attention to you. I'm distracted by the glare off that thing
1: behind you. What is that again?
0: Oh, that's the Defender of Israel Award. From the... Yeah, you no, know who doesn't have one? is George Soros. Oh, really? Yeah, this is... Uh, This Hmm. was presented to me by Benjamin Netanyahu. uh, Oh, I've heard of him. And and Miriam and Sheldon Hmm. Adelson, uh, which is weird because those guys uh, are people like Media Matters say are working to control Congress and the world. Hmm. And and he's he's, uh, wealthy and Jewish. Wealthy and Jewish. Why are they saying that about
1: a person who's wealthy and Jewish? They're anti-Semites, I guess. Must Must be be
0: anti-Semites. But gosh, I... I don't know how I'm an anti Semite. I was talking about George Kent. Mm. We have document after document in their own words, in their own hands, talking exactly about what they're doing, which leads me to what they are doing to us. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.